Hey, this is Elizabeth. This is Keisha. Hi, this is Leslie Sullivan, and welcome to the Mustard Seed Podcast. All right, well, welcome back to the table. You are here with Keisha and I as we continue with our Women of the Bible little looks into their lives. Um, today, we are going to be talking about Sarah. And we we kind of talked about it off air, but it's she's got a lot. We got a lot of Sarah. Sarah was definitely different than Eve. There was a little bit more, a little more meat to, she had a, she settled more. I feel like yeah. she had more of a role. Yeah. Like, obviously, Eve had a role. I'm not saying she didn't have a role. Yeah. <laughs> she had a role to play, and she played it well. But, you know, Sarah, we kind of have a little bit more commentary on. She had a long life. And the thing that she's most known for didn't even happen until she was 90 years old. Yeah. So. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 37, and I couldn't imagine having no. another one right now. Exactly. I'm 40, and I'm doing everything in my power to not. <laughs> I'm like, I, I was having a hard enough time getting up in the middle of the night in my 20s and early 30s. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I like my sleep now. Uh, yes. I didn't do so well with that. And then when you get really tired, I get grumpier. <laughs> I can imagine being nodding on and be like, oh, let's, let's breastfeed this child. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I could think about was that it's got to be her joy because she waited so long. Yeah. So yeah. long. Yeah. That's true. Because it's hard for a woman. You know, we're, that's what we're known for. We're known for continuing to produce the newest generations mm-hmm. and to raise them up. And if you are just, you feel like a, a failure. Yeah. You know. And I'm not saying everyone feels that way. But especially as God is giving Abram this promise over and over and over, I mean, I just can't imagine how she would feel no like, yeah no I can't either and she feels like it's her fault yeah I mean you think about Abraham telling the angel well how am I gonna do that I don't have any descendants and her just sitting there like thanks yeah, yeah. you're right you don't and whose fault's that mine. mine because especially in that culture and Mm-hmm. now or and even back then it's mm-hmm. that is pretty much how women reviewed that is their sole purpose yeah you know it was their that was their obligation to provide not just kids but an heir so yeah male that's before we have science and telling us that it's actually not the women who choose the sex of the baby it's yeah the men yeah what the, their portion of making a baby that's what you know mm-hmm. does it but you know that one thing I found interesting that I didn't even know is that if it, them providing an heir could be in was in a lot of instances written into their marriage contracts. Oh, yeah. To where they would say, if you cannot, if something holds you back or you're unable to produce an heir, mm-hmm. then she was obliged to go and find somebody 
yeah to provide said air like so you would give somebody else to your husband to so he would have an heir yeah or at the very least he would then find a servant that he thought was like that he loved or trusted and would adopt them to provide to have them be his heir so that's how their legacy yeah but i'm like i'm sorry if i couldn't have children I don't think I'm giving somebody else to my husband. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and a good old kick if he just if he suggests it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I guess, you know, kind of thinking too, because it's because because of our society and we're we're one man, one woman, mm-hmm. you know, in my mind, when I see Sarah give Hagar to Abraham, I'm thinking how could you do that? But, yeah. you know, bringing it up about their culture, I guess that was just thats what second nature to her. Mm-hmm. That and, you know, it was one of the things I was reading. You know, they talked about how she felt like maybe she was, you know, saying, you know what, God, you haven't done anything yet. I have not, I, I can't, I'm not providing mm-hmm. any air, so I'm just going to help you. Maybe this is what you yeah. meant. Yeah. So I'm going to do this. And they were, you know, one lady brought it up and it was heartbreaking to, to, listen because you're listening and then you're putting yourself in her shoes about you know struggling obviously struggling with infertility and again cultural they had what's called a red tent so Mm -hmm. you know the women during mother nature visiting would all go to the same tent and you know I mean you know as much as I do if you're hanging out with somebody you're synced. Oh, yeah. So oh, everybody sure. in their camp were probably going right around the same time. Yeah. And so it's like, it to her, it had to almost become a walk of shame Yeah, every month yeah. to have to do that. And to see so many people stop for stop. so long. Yeah. And then, you know, and then eventually, you know, she comes to the point where she doesn't have to go anymore. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. at that age. Yeah. And if... I would think, you know, considering if you think about the time frames of everything, I would think, and I don't, again, obviously we don't know because people lived a little longer back then. And Sarah, not as much as others because this was after the flood, but still, I mean, God obviously worked a few miracles in her life. So, and she lived longer than most do now. Yeah. But she probably was, she probably had stopped her trips to the tent. I would imagine so. By the time that she even told Hagar, like, she's like, okay, God, he's missed my boat. My boat is gone. It's sailed. Yeah. I need to figure it out. Like maybe she felt like she had to fulfill her, that, that cultural yeah. need. Cause yeah. well, cause, and again, I know that was a man-made rule. You know, that wasn't God's rules that you, they have to produce. That's not what God said. Yeah. You know, but she could have been thinking, you know, like, well, this is what everybody else does. Yeah. So that's probably how I'm supposed to do it. Oh, true. And I can't imagine how many times I pray to God about something. And as I'm praying, I'm coming up with plan B or mm-hmm. I'm coming up with, okay, God, you should do it this way and this way and this way. And that's kind of, you know, do my prayer for me. Right. You know, so it's easy. Or, you know, you see something happen and, and you'd be like, well, it could happen this way. God, God had it go this way, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so like you said, it's just, she was helping God out. Yep. 
but God don't need our help. <laughs> I know, exactly. God doesn't need our help, but she felt like maybe, maybe he did. Maybe yeah. this is what he meant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ugh. But I know she was, they were living in, to begin with, they were begin, living in the city of Ur. So that's, my Bible says that's, um, lies 186 miles southwest of modern Baghdad. Okay. So that's where you first see like her character too. Cause he's like, we're, we're packing up. Yeah. This is where God told us to go. And she's like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. It shows how obedient she is just already. Like that's how she yeah. shows up in the Bible. Yeah. And I imagine like the old West, when the pioneers went west, they mm-hmm. didn't know what was out there. They right. just packed up and went, you know, or when, you know, they first came over from Europe to the new land, you know, you didn't know what you were getting into. Right. So it shows, like you said, she was obedient. And that's something that she, but that's something that she's, that she proves over and over and over because she's obedient here where, you know, God said, pack it up. You're leaving your family. You're leaving everything that you know, and I'm going to take you to your land, right? Mm -hmm. Like the promised land. Then they get to, is it Egypt first? Yeah. I think they go to Canaan and then there's a famine. Okay. And then they go to Egypt. Right. I was just thinking about, because she's, yeah, because she's. I don't, it doesn't sound like they were in Canaan very long before there was a famine. No, I don't think so. But, I mean, at this time, I know when they, when they left, um, where is that at? Somewhere it says when they left. Abram was 75 years old. Right. So that means she's up there. 65, 66. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's about 10 years. Yeah, because it's Genesis 12 that talks about the famine in the land. So Abram went down to Egypt to stay there for a while. And that's the first time. That's the second time then you see her as obedient because he says, just let them know that you're not my wife. You're my sister. Yeah. And she does. Like, she doesn't contradict him. She lets him do his thing. And she follows along. Yeah. And then he does it to her again later on, like, towards the end of her showing up in the Bible in Genesis 20. He does it to her again, saying, hey, just tell him you're my sister. And she does. Yeah. You know, and. You would think he would learn. He would think. From what happened in Egypt. But see, nothing really, here's the thing. There was no consequence on him. No, there wasn't. Just the Pharaoh. Yeah. And I mean, the Pharaoh was like, what the heck? You know, what are you, what what are you doing to me? You know? And so I don't know. Do you learn when you don't really have any negative consequences? I guess You just know God's got you? Yeah. But uh, I would imagine it'd be kind of embarrassing though. I mean... (laughs) Maybe for us. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you also got to think, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. 
No, they didn't. Them. So they didn't have that nagging, like, you probably shouldn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> he probably had to have a few sacrifices just to kind of make up for what he, yeah. the lies that he told. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you see again, but her whole story is obedience and patience. Yeah. Like, she was patient. She trusted God, but yet she thought she could help out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... She never once questioned, like, you, I mean, I guess she does question it, so to speak, but it's not like, your God's not going to do this. Like, he's not going to do it. It's just like, when, Lord? Yeah. yeah. You know. My time's passed. Do it this way. <laughs> yeah. Like, is this what you meant? Yeah. You know, I, it's, I wonder what she thought now. I wonder what she thinks now. If I don't know if, you know, I, everybody's view on heaven's different. Like, if you could look down and see the yeah. decision that you made to give Hagar to Abraham mm-hmm. and to see the, the constant struggles that has caused. Yeah. You know, it's like what she thinks, you know, it's like the Eve situation. Does she go, whoops? Yeah. You know, like, is that just a, com- like remorse, like always because, and again, I, she didn't, she didn't live long enough to see the constant, <laughs> Lack of peace, you know, in the mm. Middle East, you know, right? She oh, didn't. Yeah. She didn't get to see all that. The constant wars. Yeah, the constant family feud struggles that yeah. were caused as a result of her not fully trusting. Like she trusted, but yet it was like just that seed, just a seed of doubt. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I, I think that goes along too, and with you know, even us and. When you try to take things into your own hands, that's when it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's when bitterness, jealousies are yeah. born. Yeah. Because we're not following God's plan. We're following our plan. Mm-hmm. So, which is what happened with her and Hagar. Yeah. So. And, and to me, the Sarai and Hagar, that, I mean, it's just, that's going to happen when you have Two sister wives. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Mean, we yeah. all seen or at least seen previews of the sister wives, yeah, yeah. you know? They're never peace. No, never. So always jealousy. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, and I, would, I would imagine that would be hard on both of them. Like, yeah, I just. Yeah. You know, and then in Genesis 17, I know we're jumping around. This is all, I, (coughs) these are more like a table talks, right? (laughs) Because I know, I know it's like, I have it all structured in my brain, but it doesn't ever come out right. So these are all table talks. I talk in circles. I'm following you, Liz. (laughs) Good. At least somebody is. Um, So when God changes their names. And because, you know, we, you know, you, you look back at how, like, I associated this with, you know, when Daniel was taken into captivity, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were all taken into captivity, or not really captivity, but when they went to Babylon, what's the first thing the king did to make them his own was change their names. And so here you have God changing abraham and sarah's name and it's almost like because he's like you're mine you know he's that's 
I'm changing your name because I'm about to rewrite your story. I'm about to change the trajectory of your life. So I'm calling you mine. I'm calling your life mine. And so now they're kind of, you know, crowned for a better, like a lack of a better term. They are, they're chosen and God has redeemed their story by changing everything like yeah saying, this is you're bringing into my family and I'm gonna change your name yeah and he, correct me if I'm wrong but I think this is the first time God actually said that it would come from Sarah I think before he just he's talking about Abraham that you know his is his covenant of Abraham his descendants will number the stars. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think he said that before. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think that I didn't, of course, underline it in my Bible. But I, I think you're right. Because I think before he goes, you're going to be. Yeah. So, yeah, because in Genesis 15, 4, it says, now the word of the Lord came to him. This one will not be your heir. Instead, one who comes from your own body will be your heir. Because he's talking about Lot. Okay. Or. Uh, the, the, no, it's the. Um, the, the Eliezer of Damascus. Yeah. That guy. Sorry, not Lot. Pardon me. <laughs> Lot's a whole different story that we're not getting into. Um, but he goes, this one will not be your heir. Instead of one who comes from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look at the sky and count the stars if you're able to count them. And then he said to him, your offspring will be that numerous. So, yeah, he doesn't say you and Sarah are going to populate the stars mm-hmm. or have as many offspring as the stars. He just said you. Mm-hmm. So and then it's when he tells he's like, OK, well, you shall be named. Instead of Sarah, Sarah, mm-hmm. but Sarah and and I will bless her, and moreover, I will give her a son by her. Mm-hmm. So he, like you said, he, yeah. he brought her in, and then he gives her this promise right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, because then it's like the very next chapter where she laughs, and she, yeah, you know, and it's I. I liked the somebody pointed it out and and it makes complete sense because laughter, you know, Abraham laughs with, I don't know. I always think Abraham's like, it's just a joyful laugh, right? Like it's probably like, are you serious Lord? You know, yeah. you know, but it, Sarah's laugh is almost like a disbelieving, like God, yeah. I've been here, I've been waiting and this isn't happening for me, you know? So it's like a okay, Lord, <laughs> you, know, you know, like yeah, I, I guess if you say so. And I, I love that she denied it. Like, yeah, I, I didn't laugh, Lord. <laughs> didn't Just that. kidding. Nope, <laughs> nope, not me. But I would have done. I mean, can I say I would have done anything different? Would I have laughed? Not like laughed, and then t- uh, Lord say you laughed. They're like, no, sir, no, no. Hi, yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm. I, I do what you say. I don't mean. Actually, reminds me of my youngest son when he gets in trouble. Like, (laughs) me, it's just kind of like, okay. But when it's my husband, Ben, when he's like, wait, come here. 
I mean, the look yeah. <laughs> on his face. Yep. You know, it's serious. It's <laughs> it's different. It, yeah. It's the daddy voice is different. There are times with my youngest, all I have to do is I'm gonna call your dad. Yeah. There are at least probably once. Uh, we've gotten a little better as of late, but it used to be about once a month I'd have to call Steve because he'd leave the house. Before school started, right? So Steve's on his way to work. We're still trying to get ready for school. And Mylon's just pitched a fit about Lord knows what. And I'm like, I'm going to call your dad. No, 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 no. Don't call dad. <laughs> okay. Like, it's just his voice. Oh, yeah. Like, he's not, like, it's just, like, don't even need to see his face. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. It was, well, it's like the same with my oldest son. He hates reading. He's six years old. He's learning how to read. He hates it. My babysitter does math with him, and she has to... You know, she makes him read the math yep. problems yep. and stuff. And he just told her no the other day. <laughs> and so, and it took him two hours to do a math sheet Ugh. because she just wouldn't even look at the words. And I said, Dad's going to have to have a talk with you. Yeah. The next day it took him 20 minutes. No, I bet it did. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, why don't you listen to me? <laughs> uh, yep. I know. But, but also, can you imagine the fear of you just realized that you laughed at God? Yeah, at God. And <laughs> yeah. he heard you. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't think they fully grasped the fact that God was everywhere. Yeah. Because at that time, he's in the tent, right? Like, he had yeah. the temple. Because this was after, yeah, because it was after Moses and stuff. So he, there was like a tabernacle there was a set spot for him to be so you don't think about him showing up yeah like because yeah. they 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 build um um i don't want to say shrines but altars altars yeah. yes yeah. thank you yeah no worries <laughs> i got you <laughs> altars you know and and he'll sacrifice there mm -hmm. so yeah and then and then you know he's just gonna come and have a drink with you and talk to you yeah <laughs> i mean granted i know it's like you know when you see these descriptive like and you like you've seen like the sunday school version right of uh -huh. this and you always see her inside the tent and you see abraham talking to this angel this like just directly outside so she's just overhearing it yeah you know <laughs> but you just you still it's like you know that makes sense but real in reality they could have been down the lane yeah and God still would have known she oh, she yeah. giggled. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. So, again, so some of the, the, the a lot of things that you can learn at least from Sarah's story is that it's a beautiful redemption story. Yes, it, it God shows up. It doesn't in in her in the in the most impossible way. Ninety years old, and finally, God fulfills His promise. Mm -hmm. You know, and she might not have always been patient in the waiting, but she was obedient Yeah, in the waiting. You know, yeah. she, she, she might have misunderstood the assignment when it came to providing Hagar. But yeah, if that's what your culture does, if that's what she's seeing going on around her, mm -hmm. I mean, we can't really fault her for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, that's. When she did take it into her own hands, that's when the shame and the yeah. bitterness and jealousy yeah. all came to play. Which, 
we do all the time. <laughs> we do, you know, and but I always feel like, especially with Sarah, like we, it's the same with Eve. You focus on the negative. You don't focus mm-hmm. on the positive of things yeah. that she did and what she can teach us. And just the heartbreak that was her story oh, of yeah. having to wait that long. Yeah. I mean, we all know somebody who's had to wait longer than they should have. Yeah. You know, or are still waiting to yeah. have kids. And, yeah. you know, and that's even in, in this day and age when it's not even culturally expected, like you don't have to have children. Yeah. You know, as a woman, if you want one and you can't do it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who who's, whose body it is, who the reason it's just you you take that on. Yeah. You know, you feel responsible. And in her day and age, everybody would have held her responsible. Yeah. And I just I'm like my heart breaks for her just to think about everything that she had to go through. Yeah. It's it's I I was blessed. Like I got pregnant easy, had easy pregnancies, mm-hmm. had pretty easy labors, you know. But I see other stories. Yeah. And it is. It's it's heartbreaking. And it's hard. I, you know, it's one of those things. And, you know, I know I've asked God I, on other people's behalf, like, God, I don't understand why they are having a difficult time mm-hmm. when others don't. Like other yeah. people who might not be as qualified as these yeah. people would be. You know, you're just constantly. Especially with the drug situation that we have in today's society and you see these mothers who's addicted to drugs have baby after baby after baby and you see the baby struggle and then you have others who can't get that one thing they desire yeah i mean and we see it heavily you know in in east tennessee i feel like we see a lot and a lot and then we have our friend that yeah takes in has foster kids and you yeah. see and, and the you majority hear their story and it's yeah. like oh and the majority know. of the babies and um because she takes in young kids are drug babies yeah and it's just like oof yeah so just to wrap up mainly the one thing i think that we want you to just kind of take away from sarah or that god wants us to take away from sarah is just to know he it's his timing mm-hmm. right it's it's to him. be patient while you're waiting, to trust, to to be obedient, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, one thing Sarah teaches us is that, you know, she falters. She doubts. She laughs, right? Mm-hmm. But yet God still fulfills his covenant with her and with Abraham. You know, he still shows up. And I don't. I know that everybody's story, sometimes you're just going to, it doesn't, doesn't have to deal with children just in your life in general. You're going to, you know, something that you feel like God needs to hurry up and let's do this Lord. And he's like, just wait. Yeah. You know, you just need to keep showing, he'll still be showing up and during your waiting period, you just also need to keep seeking him and yeah. trusting his timing. Because yeah. if your door is not open, then he didn't open it. Yeah. Right, like then he, there's a reason that it's not your time yet. Yeah, not saying that's never going to be your time, you know, for whatever you're praying about, you know, whatever you're waiting for, but it's just a matter of him, like trusting in him. Yeah, but I think he, it's 
I think we are lucky because we have the Holy Spirit and we have Jesus. So it's a lot easier for us to have our moment, have our tamper tantrums, you know, Lord, why? But yet we're still able to repent and go back. Yeah. Right. God already called us. He chose us. You know, he doesn't have to rename us for us to be redeemed because that's, you know, Jesus redeemed us all. And so yeah. it's easier for us, I feel like, to be like, okay, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm done. I promise. You know, like, yeah. it's up to you, Lord. I get it. But yeah, if you could just give me a glimpse, Lord. You know? <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, how awesome would that have been, like, to have an angel show up and say, like, hey, I'm still going to do this. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. It's just, you know. All right. Well, next time. So obviously it kind of correlates next time. We're going to be talking a little bit about Hagar just to kind of keep in with the theme. Um, so we will, we will see you guys next time for our next moment of the Bible.